You want this toward me, right? Yeah, it's good. Actually, it goes like that there. It's perfect. It's kind of on the side of it. Interesting. Brian Baumgartner on the Air Kitchen's Link Show. We're live. Perfect. We're going. There's no editing on the pod. Okay. Is that you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. I feel like you can self-edit. I, yeah. And if I don't, who cares, really? I mean, that's really a great life attitude that a lot of people don't (laughs) adhere to. Um, Tell me a little bit about yourself. Is there anything we can't say? You can curse. I've been trying not to. Really? I don't know. I yeah, I don't know um why. Oh, okay. I think it's family friendly? Yeah, I just feel like it, it's a good it's a good subject. I, I guess you know you know why here, I'm trying I'm having a problem here because I gotta look over here, but I'm having a problem with the audio. I keep messing with your dial. Mine, Are we live already? Yeah, I'm just rolling. This oh, okay. is a, totally unedited. Okay, perfect. So the reason why to uh not curse is because well, you know Bill Burr. I know who? Bill Burr. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. So, Bill, I, um, I like, he was like the first podcast I really listened to. Okay. And he curses all the time. Right. And then I was like, I must curse. Right. And then I was like, do I really need to curse? Because I know that I make, you know, I like, I like try to make inspiring content around finding the joy in the game of golf. Right. Who's, who, a, a, a man or a woman might want to show that to their eight year old child. Oh, right. Good. But yeah. not want to also in, encourage them to curse in school. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to trim down the cursing. Okay, good. Good for you. I'm not going to. I want to drop an F bomb. I'm just going to F it. I'm just <laughs> going to F it. it. This are <laughs> just this by the way, if what you're looking for is inspiring content for uh people who love golf, this you came to the wrong You don't guy. have it. No. You know, I went on your Wikipedia page and, and you know one of the things it says is and I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. It says accomplished golfer. Accomplished. <laughs> Well, here's the cra- here's actually a very funny thing, and it wa- and it came up recently, and it's amazing how many people sent it to me. I think for like the third time in history, Steve Carell, for some reason, was interviewed by Sports Illustrated and or ESPN. Like, there's been three sports interviews that he's given in his life, uh-huh. and somehow he works in every time that I am amazing athlete. And he uses those. I'm an amazing <laughs> athlete. I think at one point he called me a scratch golfer. Really? I'm not. No. No, but I think I'm just, like, to him, I'm good, and that means scratch. So then I'll be like, oh, I hear you're a scratch. No, I'm not. He's just setting you up. Is this a prank? Now, I will beat anyone. Right. Yes. What does that mean? I mean, I'd golf. I will, I will win. You're a, you, but I'm not that good. When you say you'll win, is that is that like a factor of handicap, or you're just a you're just a real like um, competitor? Yeah, I'm a gamer. You're a gamer. Yeah. What do you? Uh, how do you? Is this just like? Is this just like a compulsion, or what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. But I don't know. I well, first of all, I do. I only play for something. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so we're about to go and play. And I don't and I don't trust people who won't do should we, that. Should we go play for watches? <laughs> I saw. We, got a nice we have watch. say so do you. Yeah, they're similar ish. I don't know if I can branded. Play. I would be terrified to play you for my watch. Really? Should we Well, yeah, I mean, I don't have this what, what do you got here? This is a I don't, just I don't know. It's you know, it's just a watch. Doesn't mean want to tell you, me. No. <laughs> it's just a watch. It's just a watch. I don't it's know. A, it's, it's a nicer Seiko. Than mine. What's it? It's Seiko? not a Seiko. It's not a Seiko. Um no, it doesn't have to be for a lot, but it has to be for something. Really? Yeah, because otherwise I find myself disinterested. Okay. So it's not really about, you know. I mean, even if it's five, five, ten, 
10, 10, 20, whatever. Right. I mean, I, I mean if, I'm, if I'm really playing, I want to find a number that makes somebody uncomfortable, for sure. You or them? For, or either? No, for them. You, yeah. want, you, want, the, you want them to be uncomfortable? <laughs> oh, of course. Okay, so for me to be uncomfortable today, what's your handicap? Do you play straight up, or what do you, how does this work? No, I play with a handicap, but my handicap is legitimate. Okay, what uh, is it? 100% legitimate. What am I? You say 18, I'm not playing. <laughs> oh, no, no, it? no. My index is a 7.6. Okay, same. So here I play, oh, same. Really? Ish, same ish. Where's my phone? Same ish. Hey, while I'm getting my handicap, can I get the um, the black things for the uh, mics? We're kind of popping them. Uh oh. We're gonna just make an adjustment. Is, yeah, a, is it the P? We're trying to. So, we need the pop filter. Puh. Puh. People in their cars are just crashing. <laughs> we just killed eight people. <laughs> um, hang on, hang on. I've got the Gin app right here. Let's see. I am currently. Let's see. Currently a six. Oh, oh no. yes. Okay, that's a six six. I shot an eighty eight yesterday. Maybe maybe an eighty two. I don't know. I'll play. I'll, I'll give you a shot. Yeah. I'll give you, you a get... shot, and then, that's much better. Thank you. Okay. I'll give you a shot, and then uh, which we what, what do you? I have to come up with a number. Yeah, or not. I mean, it can be whatever. Colt, I suggested we play for watches. Did you hear that? Did you, he said it's a Seiko. I said that's not a Seiko. <laughs> It's a Seiko. It's not a Seiko. I don't know what a Seiko is, but I think it's a Seiko. I don't know what a Seiko is. <laughs> Seiko is what our intern has. It's okay. A, I think it's that. I think. Um, how did you come start here? Playing, give me your watch. How did you start playing golf for money? Is, is, that, is that where you started now, at 20? You started later in life. Now, people are going to go crazy because there was this thing in the office about my character and gambling and wanting to gamble and. I don't know. There's a Aces. What are we playing? Aces, Deuces, right. Barkies, Sandys, <laughs> right. Wolf. Um, I no. I did that no, come I from just Lakeside? Liked... Did that dialogue? Did you did you improvise that from Lakeside? <laughs> no. they, they have Barkies. Oh, I uh, yeah. They have bar. What is it? Polies. Yeah. There's Polies, Barkies, Sandys. So, and like before we get onto the subject that you originally intended, can you explain for the audience what you're talking about? What is a Barkie? Well. No, I don't do that stuff. Okay. That's like that's like uh, what that's like prop bets. That's like that, I mean, that's yeah like that's craps. yeah exactly throwing money in the middle. You're throwing that away, right? But um, a barky is a, a barky is a par after hitting a tree, right? Right, and a sandy would be a par after hitting it in the sand, right? But then there's like double sandies or double <laughs> barkies, right? You hit it in the sand in the fairway, then the sand by the green, get up and down, that's a double sandy. What is that worth? Is that worth a lot? That would I don't play it. So right, I'm okay. not, yeah, okay. but I think it is. You're not You know what it. a poly is? That's a new one for me. When you hit the pole? No, no, a poly is when you make a putt that's longer than the pole. Than the flagpole. Than the flagpole. That's wow. a poly. You need like eight scorecards to play these games. I know. I don't. I don't. It's no, amazing. but I just like something. It's amazing because the guys at Lakeside do play a, a complicated games, but with the amount that they drink, it's surprising that they can even keep track after <laughs> I nine. Know, I know. I can't. I can't. No, I can't do any of it's that. It's a lot over there. It's a lot. Yes. Maybe Lakeside doesn't have to do with the artificial lake. It's more about the amount of alcohol <laughs> they consume. I, yes. Um, okay. So you, uh, but you were, you were starting to get into a story. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Um, no, I I don't remember what it was. It was, it was, it was kind of about uh, Kevin's line on the show. Oh the yeah, so yeah, so people are gonna think that that. But so I don't do all of that stuff. But I do like to play for something. For me, it is it truly is helpful because I feel like I'm. And that's the other thing is like the whole like practice. So I'm just gonna hit two balls. I can't do that. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mentally strong enough. What do you for mean? That. I'm gonna hit two balls? Well, oh, you like, go out and play. Uh, yeah, play like you balls. go out and play, or you practice, or you go like, "Oh, I hit that one bad. Let me just drop another one and do." Then I can't. It's like if I'm not fully. Fo- it's hard enough to focus. Interesting. 
And if I start messing around like that, I can't do it. No. I'll go to the range or if I'm out on the course that I want to play and I want to record something. And if I'm with somebody, which I don't really like, I don't like playing by myself. Me neither. Um, I, um, I, I, I want to play for, for something. And again, $5. Like it's not, I'm not, it's not like it has to be huge. Have you ever tried to, to uncover where that came from? No. I mean, I think I, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up. I am competitive. So I think that there, I think there's something in that. But I think, again, it's, you know, in golf, it, it really is about you playing the course. I mean, it, truly. But I think, you know, when you're out there, particularly with people that you play with a lot and you're, you're playing match play as opposed to stroke play, then you can sort of find that competition. Right. You, are you like that in anything else? I mean, I don't outside like to of, lose outside anything. Of sports. I don't like to lose anything. Did you read the, the quote by Justin Thomas the other day that says, I, I dislike losing more than I enjoy winning? That is so true. That's crazy. That's so true. It made me feel like he must be very tormented. <laughs> yes. I felt bad for Do him. Do you not feel that way? I, I'm, I don't mind losing. I, I lose really? all the time. I lose every day. I just, oh and I'm okay with God. it. God, I know. Well, so do I. But that's why, no, but that's why those small victories are so, they're just important, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, but I don't, I don't get, yeah, okay. Let me rewind. I don't get torn up either way. Okay. Like, I'm a huge Dodgers fan, for okay. example. And I will, yeah, I'm really into it. The second the game is over, eh, I'm good. Gone. Yeah, it's, it's gone. Great movie. And I'm yeah. really invested, like heavily invested. During the game. Yeah. And even the World Series, like I, I don't, I, when I go to sleep that night, I'm not like torn up about it. Right. Where do you like to it's sit? It's about that stadium? feeling. Where do you like um, to sit at the Chavez Ravine? You know, well, I mean, if you can get in at the dugout club, that's amazing. That's but funny. I think my my favorite place to watch it, I had season tickets for a while, was the very front row of the loge. Oh, interesting. On yeah. So that's on, second on the, level. Yeah, on yes. But you're not very far and you're sitting up, I feel like you can see everything yeah. better. That yeah, that's probably my favorite. Spilling coffee. I found a um, I found a relatively cheap seat, like fifteen rows behind home plate. You can like, it was like sixty bucks. Yeah. And I you was can. like, this is reasonable. Yes. You can. Um greatest uh so is baseball your kind of number one team sport? No. I, I I I like them all, I really do. What do you look for? Like, because for me, when I'm watching like uh, NFL, NBA, um, Major League Baseball, like I love them all. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know too much about any of them in particular, right? I I know the least about the NBA, but all I want to see is something close. And I don't really, right. you know, I don't I don't have too much team pride. I don't. I just really want to see a close game. Extra innings is like I love that. I love right. sudden death. Right. Well, I remember back. Um, about close games, which was when like Gagne was on his huge streak as the closer of the Dodgers. Okay, and it was uh, you know it was amazing when he came in and they played the music and everybody was there and it was super exciting and he was so dominant and you would see fans almost rooting for the game to be in a closed situation so that he would come in. And if the Dodgers score in like the eighth inning, they, they put up like three runs and go up like five to one. Everyone's lead, like everyone's gone because they know Gagne isn't going to come in. Or if it's a close game, oh, like nice. they, yeah, they stay and watch that. So no, I get that. I, yeah, I like a 
good game too. I might be more invested team wise. Did you see the? Uh, remember? Do you remember when Arietta threw a no hitter against the Dodgers like three or four years ago? No, oh. I don't remember. I was at that Sorry. game. Were you? With that's a, exciting. With a diehard, with a Bateman, Jason Bateman. Oh, okay, sure. And he's a diehard Dodger. Fan. Yes, like he's the Dodger fan that can't sleep. Yes, that is correct. Yes, and I, I here know I am you. sitting yes. next to him. He he just you know, and I'm like, I don't know whether to feel bad for him because the Dodgers are getting slammed. Or to be to feel lucky to be in the presence of greatness. Did, did was he at all happy? It about... stung. It stung, but I think it was a good pain. Okay. You know, I think I think as a sports enthusiast, he understood that what he he said he had never seen a no hitter actually. Okay, and, and we calculated he had been to a thousand games. Oh, I'm sure because ever since a young young child, he'd been going to games. Yes, I'm sure. And um, well, and funny enough, he uh, he did at one point around the fifth inning um, experiment with heckling Jake. <laughs> Because he, his feet are on the dugout. We're on, right. we're on, we're on Cubs dugout, <laughs> which is the best spot for as far as he knows. And he goes, you know, because Jake's coming in and out of the front of the dugout. And, and Bateman goes, pretty good game tonight, Jake, you know? And, and you're, throw, you're, you're throwing some strikes. And, and never saw Jake again. Always went through the far side of the dugout. And, oh, my gosh. But the entire audience was on their feet. Yeah. that Yeah, that's, I mean, when you're seeing something totally special in that way there's there yeah there's nothing like that there's nothing i would be excited about that too you played golf with some pretty uh elite athletes yeah, a few uh, a few yeah i mean no <laughs> one quite measures up to me but <laughs> yeah so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give them that i but was yes. referring to number 23 you, you played golf with michael jordan yes. multiple times yes he invites you to play golf I mean, we've played several times. He says, let's, what does he say? What does the text say? Is he in your phone texting you saying, let's play? <laughs> I don't know. I need he, to know. I, I don't, I, I what mean. What's the protocol for playing golf with Michael Jordan? Uh, uh, well, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you this. This, this, the very first time that it was at his uh, charity event in the Bahamas. And this has been, I don't know, 12 years ago, whatever. And there was always, uh, you know, you, you had a partner and then you were paired up and the night before they would always tell you like who, you know, who you were paired up with. And the very first time I was paired up and I saw the sheet and I was playing, he wasn't my partner, but I was paired up against him. I did not sleep that night. Really? Yes. I did not sleep that night. <laughs> yeah. The other one at his same event, the other one was Lawrence Taylor. Whoa. That I'm a I, huge yes. Giants fan. Oh, are you? Yes. Lawrence Taylor. He was actually my partner. We were named partners for over a two-day period of time. Oh. And and that was that was a maybe a year before. I was definitely worse. And I went and I went to bed thinking he is going to hate me. He is going to hate me. This is gonna be miserable. Oh my god, he's gonna kill me. This is horrible horrible. Like, no, no joke. I'll I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you the story about him. So we get to the first tee. We haven't really talked. And um I get up on the first tee. But are you the kind of guy that gets a little starstruck around like a hero like that, like an athletic hero? Um I I would say I did. Okay. Okay. Yes. So you're about At this to meet time, him. I did, and, okay. and also because I was not as comfortable with my game. I mean, now I'm not saying I'm great, but I know what I am, yeah. and I'm really comfortable with that. Yeah. I know that there are a lot of guys who would are going to beat me like a drum, score wise, straight up, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I get up on the first tee. Lawrence Taylor is my partner. We've kind of not exchanged. He has a huge cigar in, and I tee off. We're pa- we're partners, right? So it's it's. Uh, it's uh, it's a two man scramble, okay. 
I hit mine so far left. <laughs> I mean, so far left, like out of bounds, doesn't even, I mean, it, it, like it is gone. It is hooked, gone. And I nervously look up and he is acting like he did not watch my shot. And it's just kind of turned the other way. And he gets up and he hits it in the fairway bunker. And he turns to me and he goes, where'd you hit yours? And I was like, oh, left, bad. Um, no, we'll, pl we'll play yours. Like, okay. So we get out to the fairway, so we have to play out of the fairway bunker. And I'm like, God, he hates me. This is so terrible. We get there, and I'm in the fairway bunker, and I swear my legs are shaking. I'm so nervous about this because I know I'm going to thin it into the, into the lip of the bunker. It's going to come back, and the entire day is going to be over. I pure it hit it from the fairway bunker onto the green to, I don't know, 15, 20. I remember it still today. That's, this has to have been 12, 14 years ago. And I get out of the bunker, and he goes, my partner. He puts his <laughs> big arm with a cigar around my shoulder, and I'm like, I'm in. Right. Yes. <laughs> this is so great. Um, MJ is interesting. I mean, because he, I mean, to me, he's the greatest athlete that has ever lived in any sport that's that's my opinion mm. and and part of it is you can't separate celebrity from athlete too and he's just so iconic i mean you talk at times like who, you know who is it you know now today maybe barack obama right maybe okay. woods jordan i mean like in terms of like global stars yeah. in a way because you go like bieber no you know like who you know who else compares because when he walks into a room, everybody knows. You know, it's, it's, it's that. So he does this thing where when you're teeing off, right, and you're, you know, so you've got the tee markers, especially if there's any ones with height, he will stand in your line of sight and put his leg up on the tee marker. And so that you, you, as you're teeing off, if you look up, he's standing right there. And no. he's definitely doing it on purpose. Oh, no. for sure. Just very casually smoking a cigar or whatever. So I'm, again, first time I played with him, I think we've been through about 10 holes. And I'm still really nervous. And I'm in, a, I'm in a greenside bunker again. And he's, so it's like six feet tall. And then there's him standing. So as I'm there, and again, he's standing right in my line of sight. He's up like 12 feet, you know. And I take a big swing, and my club goes right under the ball, and it just goes boop, up and down. <laughs> and the first thing I do is just shoot up, and I because I know he's standing right there, and I shoot up like, what is he going to do? And he, la and he laughs, like a belly laugh, puts his arm on his knee, and he goes, it's all right, B, we've all done it. And I was like, okay, we've all done it. Right. I've done it. Me and Mike, we've both done it. This is <laughs> We've this is great. Yeah, we've thing. done the same thing. That's <laughs> fine. I'm good. So, yeah. That is the crazy thing about golf, if you really think about it. Like, I mean, you know, we, 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 there's been like a recent social media obsession with like, you know, pros hitting shanks. Yes. There, there is a really crazy, like, uh, emotional experience for every amateur out there when they see great people make huge mistakes like us. 100%. I mean, I, and I, because it happens, right? I mean, like it's, there's so many factors, so much timing, you know, everything. When you watch players, even, you know, guys on the web tour, and you watch them over the course of a round, I mean, they're so much better. They're, yeah. I mean, they're so mentally, physically, like, their swing, they're so much better than the average person. But, sure, 
you can, you know, I had played Tory. This was last year, I think. Right before I played Tory Pines, hard par course. three, really hard course. Par three, I had a great shot in to about two feet and had birdie. And then I came back during the tournament, and I'm seeing guys hit it in the bunker right and left, and you're like, yeah, you know what? I stuck it here. You can't, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you have that feeling. Right. Yeah. It's so interesting, too, that, like, I mean, you know, these are things that have obviously been said before, but the idea that, you know, guys like MJ, guys like LT, Curry, they come to golf, they they love it. Yes. And and it's almost like, it's almost like, do they enjoy what, what what is it that they really get out of it? You know what I mean? Is is it that they're not great at it? Is it that it's like a puzzle? Is it that they can? Is is it just a feeling of a good shot? Like that one? You know, you talk about that one out of the bunker. Like I can know just from you telling me how that felt for you because right, everybody's had one of those. Right, right. Well, that yeah. I mean, that's the old thing, right? That what that's what brings you back. You know, she right. played terrible, and you know, you make a. Two good shots on 18 and birdie. Like, you're okay, well, this is good. I can what's, do this. What's a better hole for you, one or 18? If there's something on the line, I'll take myself on 18. Really? Yeah. I mean, not every time, obviously. I can, you know, we were talking about at Wilshire. I've hit it in that water a oh, bunch of times. That 18 hole's a doozy. I will say I don't, um, I don't warm up a lot. Okay. That's kind of country club vibe, right? It's like, it's like I play all the time. I'm just going to go play. I'm just going to go play. I'm just looking for a game. And I would say that a lot of times, having not warmed up, um, I will start hot, actually. So that's yeah. what, yeah. Like, it's, it's like, oh, that's easy. Like, whoa, I'm just, you know, you're swinging easy. You're not, you know, there's no, um, you know, there's no extra. Hank Haney told me one time, to me, and it's, I, it, I still use it as a reminder at times that that what you're trying to do with the club is swing fast but not hard. And I feel like that is a a problem for it. your eyes are uh, I don't know if that Whoa. makes I don't know if that makes sense or no, I'm blown that, away. Oh. Yeah. Because 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 and there is a difference when you're when you're trying to muscle it through like I'm going to really hit this one hard and it and it's and it's tight and it's work and it's not loose as opposed to as opposed to fat. Like you want to you want you want club head speed. Right. You want to create club head speed, but that's but it, that's different than swinging hard. Whoa, dude! I'm going to use that swing tip for the next nine months. No, I'm telling you, I still use it, and he probably told me that five years ago or something. How interesting is that? That yeah. you heard something five years ago, and you're still it's like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> like yes. you're still waxing on and off. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's the best. I. I. I he, he. There's a lot of things that he talks about that I, I don't remember them a lot. But he has his. Uh, I'm sure you've read it. His things about um, decreasing your score. I. I Never. I'm not it. being articulate. I'm not being articulate about it. But it's like simple, very simple things okay. like one shot out of a bunker, eliminate penalty shots. Okay. Two putts. You know. Getting up and you know not creating the extra mistake right, essentially, right. Um, and it's amazing if you f- focus on that. Like you make a bad, everyone's going to make a bad swing and put yourself in a bad situation. Don't exacerbate that by making another mistake, right? By creating another bad situation or a worse situation, and it's. I mean, that's helped me to bring it. You know. But see, for me, that's actually a hard one because when I've made a mistake, 
I want to fix that. I, I, I want to, I, I have a hard time accepting the mistake. And totally. So, and so I'm like, I'm going to get out of this and, and conquer. Yes. And then I end up just really getting hammered. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, that, yes. Well, that is, but see, I think that that's a, that's a difference that people don't realize um, enough is the difference between match play and stroke play. I think it's a to- I think it's a totally different game because I think match play at times forces you to do that. Right. To 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 try to hit the miraculous low percentage shot to keep you in that particular hole. Right. Um whereas yeah as as opposed to sort of managing your game, managing the course, not, you know, when I I honestly I feel like not always in a tournament type situation, but when I'm trying to just when I'm playing and trying to minimize doubles, if if you're really focused on that as opposed to I gotta make par, I gotta make par here, right? As opposed to sort of accepting that you hit a crappy shot and you're gonna make bogey, you know, like yeah, yeah. you score better. Totally. It's almost like I'm beginning to realize now. Maybe I was just like genetically predisposed to like match play. <laughs> Yeah. Like it was just like triples and birdies. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Well, yes. Well, that's, yeah. I think that's why at the very beginning of our conversation, I was talking about, about playing. I feel like that, I feel like I'm way better at that. And like the- my numbers will be big on a hole or two or whatever. My number is legitimate. I'm going to go out and I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot anywhere right around 81. Okay. Yeah. 81 for me is like, eh. 79 is like, totally. that was a good day. 100%. 83, I'm like, what am I even doing here? Exactly. And it's just it's two crazy. shots. No, I know. And the last time I played, the last time I played, I shot 79, which I don't see sevens. I am always want to be in the sevens. Right. I want a seven. And the last time I shot 79, how did I shoot 79? On the very last hole I played, I chipped in from 80 feet for birdie. Right, so you figure that the, the the chances of that are zero, so we're at least an eighty, and yeah. probably the chip requires two putts, and it's an eighty-one, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. But instead, I chip it. I'm like, I had a great day, seventy-nine. <laughs> Did you see that score? You're uh, you're married. Yes. Um, does she play golf? Does no. your wife play golf? Do you tell her about your golf game? Oh. I relive she, every moment does she, and with she anyone who will listen, by the way. <laughs> anyone. I'll tell. I just told you, you about do, the last hole. You should do a podcast where you just recount the round. The entire just round. Like, just like Brian's All Monday. Right. So on hole one, I hit it a little left. I was kind of <laughs> bummed out. But then I hit this three wood. Oh, my God. It was so good. Yeah. I don't know. No I could one's laugh interested. for a long time with that. No one. It's not a terrible idea, actually. I'm liking it. It would, yeah. No. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we'll, look, we'll look into it. Um, okay. You, it'd be funny to also have a video of you doing it without any sound. <laughs> just like, just like, because like, have you seen the ones where it's like they do Rory's swings? Yes. From a tournament, like all 69. Oh, just all, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like driver, boom. Like, you know what I mean? Like iron, boom, two putts, boom. And, you're, and it's just like, how long does the video? No one's. Yeah, Stu, how long this video? It's like a minute, right? When when Rory's like they have every shot from Rory's first round of the Dubai of the Dubai match. Rory's sixty three in under two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, in under two minutes. Under two minutes. We should do that with you. Except we do like an hour. Yeah. But see, I exactly. But I um 
I, you would have to leave at least like two seconds because every shot would either be, yes, <laughs> yes, or fuck, God, <laughs> Jesus, what is wrong with you? Have you ever broken a club? No. Good for no, you. No, I don't throw. Uh, no, I don't throw. I, I do talk. I do talk, and I and I defend myself talking, and I don't like it when the pros talk. I don't. I'm not into that. No, because here's the thing. It's very simple. I am not good enough to not celebrate when I do something <laughs> incredible. Right, right. I should be happy. Yeah. Right. If I hit in a big one, yeah, you got. I mean, oh yeah. My my friends and and anyone listening who has has played in tournaments that I'm in. I mean, I, we, I, they call it the Vern Lundquist. You will get a yes, sir, from all the way in my gullet. Like when that chip from 80 feet, yes, sir, I will just roar it. And I get aggravated. But I don't get, again, I don't, I don't get, no, I don't throw clubs and stuff like that. Right. I'll get pissed I'll, just at myself. And again, five seconds later, it's over. So you don't, you're not, you don't turn into like a sulky golfer during a pro-am if you're no, shooting. No, 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 no. No. I, I heard a story about Bill Murray where he uh, he wasn't playing well, and the partners during the pro am didn't know him, you know, were a little uncomfortable. And he sort of looks at them and he goes, "I know I'm not being the guy you expected." And uh, here's what I'll do: if I hit a good shot right here, I have a, the ball in front of me. If I hit a good shot, I'll be funny for the rest of the round. And if I had a bad shot, I'm not going to say another word. And then he hit a bad shot and just didn't say anything. And I don't know, you know, obviously it's hard to verify all these sort yes. of Bill Murrayisms, but. Yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's cool. It's cool to hear that you don't really take it that seriously. No, I can't. I walk in. I'm not good enough. Right. Well, I, I mean, I can be frustrated with myself, but again, usually it's 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 momentary, right. and I definitely don't carry it forward. So I you, don't like playing with sulky golfers, though. It makes me so uncomfortable. It's, yeah. And I have some friends who are. I really do. Stuff you got to call them out. You got to you got to show them the light side, the bright side. I, the, try, uh, I try, but with some guys. Yeah. I mean, especially like, you know, again, like professional athletes, they're used to excelling at every, and in golf, you just can't, no. you can't. So you're, you're 20 when you try golf or, or what's your experience with golf? What, what is your view of golf before you played it? When you, you know, up until becoming a 20 year old starting to play golf? I did not have any, I, it's super weird. I was not a part of the I, I we were members of a country club in Atlanta, Georgia. Where a fantastic uh golf course. It was called Cherokee. Okay. Cherokee Town and Country Club. Okay. So there was like two locations. And maybe that's part of it. The golf course is at one and they had this town club. Is this the one where the putting green goes into the tee box? I think I'm thinking don't of, know. I think I'm different. I don't know that. because I never played. Ah. Like I never never played. We were a tennis family. I played tennis. I played tennis in high school and we we just never played golf, hmm. and it was for me. It was um, I was probably before I ever played. I was probably twenty three. Um, I graduated from college, and I was doing theater. And for me, it was I was active and loved sports, and I was stuck in like a dark room all day long at night and I needed some something to get out and somebody asked me to play and then I just became obsessed like, like immediately crazy. pretty cool yeah yeah I've never had a lesson ever no but, but it's kind of cheating because right so, so I've you know done some 
you know, things like this for NBC Sports, and I got introduced to Hank Haney. So, like, Hank Haney has come to a range, or I have worked with him, mostly in front of the camera, filmed. So, yeah, I mean, I guess those are lessons-ish. But, you know, I've never had, like, a, no, I've never had a lesson, ever. You, you've never had a lesson, but you've had some seriously high-intensity swing tips. Yes. Yes. Some very high-quality swing <laughs> high tips. High-quality swing tips. Yes, but no, I never have. HQST. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a thing nowadays. Yeah. Um, you know, all the kids are doing it. All the kids. <laughs> HQST. So, we're going <laughs> to... All right, while you guys get on your HQST, we're going to take a quick break. All right. All right, folks. You know my favorite golf shoe, don't you? I think you do. It's three-stripe life, y'all, and that means Adidas. Um, And so anyway, I just wanted to tell you that when I'm I'm a big fan of the Tour 360, obviously, and uh, they've made a huge update to the Tour 360, and uh, the... Two letters that it's concerned with are the letters X and T, okay? The Tour 360 XT changes the game, okay? It's lighter, so your feet feel even better after a round. By the way, a light golf shoe is what I'm all about. A heavy, there are some other companies making heavy golf shoes, and I'm just like, by the way, I weigh enough. There's enough going on. I'm carrying a golf bag. I'm carrying my team. Um... Tour XT changes the game. It's lighter, so your feet feel even better after a round, and it still features that boost, y'all. Do you know where boost comes from? It And boost is cool because it only comes in black and white. I don't know if you noticed that. And actually, they the guy who made boost like was going to bring it to some other, you know, they, they were shopping it around, and everyone else said no. Adidas was like, I'll take that boost, even though it's only black and white. And what did Adidas do with it? They made it awesome. I'm looking at boost right now on my feet boost on my feet uh and it has an x-shaped traction system that gives you insane stability literally it's not sane it's literally crazy your feet will literally be like i'm crazy best part it comes in spikeless Ooh, that's tight the first spikeless ever in the history of the tour 360 crazy comfortable and perfect for the course get your pair at adidas.com thank me later follow adidas golf for all the latest and greatest that's all true statements right there check it out go support adidas because they're a good company good people i like it Hey, it's Claude Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. We're back. Um, that was a great break. Um, Brian, so, so you... Uh, so you're 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 in college. You get out of college. You start playing golf. And at what point are you like, I want to be very, very, very successful at being a funny person? Um, I did theater, um, and mostly not comedies right. uh, at all. Uh, a lot of dramas, and uh, but I did theater, and um, I just. The idea of moving to New York or L.A., uh, you know, like right out of college or like doing that, it was just not me. Interesting. It was, yeah, it was just not that I, uh, you know, like starving artist thing, I guess, that like pounding the pavement thing. Now, I, I mean, I had to, I did theater and I did small theater in times in, in a lot of very weird locations and places. <laughs> All in um, Atlanta. 
But I, I was all no, okay. it was all around. No, I was in Minneapolis and Chicago yeah. and Dallas and New York and San Francisco and driving uh, station wagon sleeping no, in the car. No, no, I was, I was luckily doing uh, larger theaters than that most double, double most tree? of the time. <laughs> double trees, <laughs> um, Mitch Hedberg. Um, but I. Uh, yeah, I just I I did that and I finally decided I was sort of ready. Um, you know, had my SAG card cuz I had done this little, you know, movie and I had, you know, my equity card which now is so long since expired. They probably would never let me back in again now. Um, and moved to to LA and um and then I got just incredibly lucky about 3 months after I m- moved to Los Angeles, I met the people uh who were doing this new show The Office and so once I was in LA, that that happened pretty quickly. That's insane. And how old are you at that time? Um, math is uh, it's a great not tool. my not my strongest. Math suit. is a great mindset. Hold on, I was I could, I could do the math. I was basically thirty one. And and now when you like meet people in the world, if if like. I if someone doesn't like the office, I actually have a hard time getting along with them. Have you found <laughs> me, this? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Though? Oh no, for sure. Oh no, no, for sure, for sure. No, I, I, there's there's there is a there is there, there is a judgmental part of me. I'll tell you very exactly. This this is where it comes from. I remember when the show was sort of at its height, and of course, my parents my parents are incredibly loving, supportive. Uh, people and of course they wanted their friends to like it, and I would hear from my parents. They were like, "Yeah, our friends just—they just can't. It's just too mean. It's too mean." And and that Steve Carell is just so awful. I would hear things like that, and at the time, right? Like, so that was what they call the in the demographic. We were very very popular. There was an uh, overall viewership a show that was was way more popular in terms of numbers. This show called CSI. Now, CSI opens with a naked, murdered girl in like 95% of the episodes. And so my question to them sort of became like, oh, do they watch CSI? Oh, yeah, they love. And I'm like, oh, okay. So a naked, murdered girl laying in the sand with decomposing, naked, by the way, is totally fine. <laughs> yeah. But like Steve yeah. getting a little uncomfortable about race or right, about right. homosexuality <laughs> or like, you know, someone's body shape or size, like that is too, Not that anything. is too much. Yeah. Um, so yes, of course I would. So I was like, yeah, see, that's the, you know, right. that's the mindset. It's subversive. The show is subversive. It really is. Yes. It's subversive. And that's why... It is. Um, we recently got together, all of uh, uh, all of us who work on the show, and we had a brunch, and um, and we were talking about it. And it is not. Cl- I mean, it's close, but I mean, all of us said the show is bigger now. Oh yeah, than it was at the height of the show. I would. I would agree. And it's because it's subversive, so it appeals to that younger demographic, that 20-year-old, 18, 16, 12. I mean, like, 
younger. So the people, you know, some people who were watched it when it came out, they're still watching it or watching it now with their kids or, you know, whatever. But it's just, it just keeps repopulating because of the young people. And, you know, it's, I, I don't think it's a secret. It is verifiably the number one show on Netflix right now, which is the number one thing in the world. And, and by the way, it's not close. I don't know really how much I'm supposed to say, but yes, that's awesome, dude. It's crazy. At what point are you like, like, do you try to look back on it all? And, and, and do you ever think like, I mean, maybe this is the wrong way to ask the question, but I guess I'm wondering like when you, when you look at what you did on the show, how many years is it? It was 10 years, nine seasons. 10. Right. When you look at those 10 years, do you ever like just have these moments where you're like, Oh, where you can see very clearly what you learned, a hundred percent. Like, like what? hundred percent. What do you What do you get out of that? Because, like, because it's not just obviously you're on a show that's great, but what did you get out of it as a craft maker? Well, you know, in terms of how the show was constructed, to me, I don't know really how much. I mean, some people when I say this say that they can see this, but the way the show was constructed and 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 built that made it an absolute pain in the ass just i mean just the work like on a on a base schedule time level it was the worst possible show that you could be on right and i'll explain so you take csi or you know one of those shows you've got um you know you've got the lead who is in every scene and then you've got people who come in come out you know, and people are working two, three days a week. I always talk about Modern Family, right? Modern right. Family, you think about it as being sort of the same as The Office. They're there like two or three days a week, right? Because you've got, you know, the scenes with Julie Bowen, and then you've got the scenes with Eric Stone Street, and then you've got the scenes, uh, you know, with Sofia Vergara. And then maybe they all come together, you know, for a big scene at the end of the episode. We were all there all the time right? in a confined space because the camera was moving around and it was built as a practical, there was no like wall that didn't exist. We, so we're all there locked in and the camera swinging around. So we were all there. I'm not complaining, by the way. I'm just telling yeah. you, we were there. I'm answering your question, actually. So why am I apologizing? It, 60 to 70 hours a week. Well, that's so, a lot of hours. That's a lot, a of, lot of hours. Yeah. And that's one episode. Right. So it's like, you know, I would say like, tw- you know, shooting like 12 to 14 hours a day for five days for, you know, for, for a half hour of, of television. Whoa. And, and, but because of that, it became this sort of glorious, you know, <laughs> chili pot of, um, <laughs> that just popped into my head. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, you know, because you had, uh, now I'm going to carry it forward, like all of these ingredients, right? And you had people who were, say, you know, like Kate Flannery and Steve Carell. Um, I'm going to miss people, but I'm going to just sort of give you the idea, right? They were really improv people. Angela, Angela Kenzie, improv people. Um, and then you had, st- you know, stand-up comedians. You had BJ Novak and Craig Robinson and people sort of from stand-up. And then you had, um, you know, like Rain Wilson and myself who were sort of from straight theater. And sort of all of those experiences brought different things. And the fact that everyone was sort of coming in a way from a different, you know, looking at the comedy from sort of a different place, teaching each other, you know, how to do certain things or how you, you know, would approach a certain thing um, and, and added so much to, 
to that pot. Um, and the fact that we were all locked in there together. So there was nothing else for us to do except to try to make each other laugh. Right. Right. Because, you know, I mean, that's what everybody was, you know, the big conference room scenes with Steve. All Steve was trying to do was to make us laugh or so break, good. you know. And so we, you know, and then time. Right. So then, you, you know, you know where you can set somebody up for a joke that you now know that they can deliver. And, right. Um and that and and the other thing specifically about you know the show there or, or, or that that was different is the whole um, camera being a character as well. Totally. So so responding to that as if that was another person that you could play off as well. Um, yeah, just te- you know again, just sort of teaching something new, learning something a new, you know, like oh. We, that's something we can do. Like, right. we can do that. Um, I remember the one scene we talk about, talked about it all the time. We had this huge, big guy who was a camera assistant guy. And I think it was our, uh, yeah, it was the post Super, we had the post Super Bowl slot one year when NBC had the Super Bowl. Okay. And the office was on after that. Whoa. Um, so they wanted something big, something big. And we did this. Um, it was the, this fire sequence. Dwight decides he's going to light a fire, and we all have to. We all smell the smoke, but he's locked us in, and we don't know what we're doing. And we we took a bunch of time rehearsing that, rehearsing that, and we had this thing, this thing where the camera guy is filming us, and we're running, and you can still see it on the. I mean, they kept it in, but again, like making it a character, you see me running full steam at him, and I just boom elbowed him down, and he falls. <laughs> And this huge camera assistant guy who's kind of like holding the cameraman is this big, strong guy, reaches down, picks him up, like, like grabs his shoulders, picks him up, and he keeps, and he starts, keeps running and filming <laughs> with the thing too. But again, it was not like, oh, I made a mistake and hit the camera. It's like, no, he's there. Yeah. The camera is there. The audience knows Move he's the in the show. F out of yeah. my way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's a really unusual setup that you guys were able to work with. Yes. I think people, and I think one of the reasons why it's probably more successful now is we, as all viewers and, and consumers of media, have gotten smarter. And now we know that when someone takes a photo on a beach, someone took that photo. Yes. And we start thinking about that. Yes. And now there's even jokes. Like, there's memes about that. smart, you know? Actually, like, yes. And so now it's like the office just already glues into that. Yes. It's so exciting. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's like um, there's a weird thing with... You know, people, uh, you know, on Instagram and stuff where they're, I'm not talking, I, I started and I know people are going to think I'm talking about like sexy, sexy pictures, but like there's, there's certain pictures that you see where there's a, yeah, it's almost like someone is pretending that they're alone, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're clearly not alone. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, it would be that's like a, a guy, very interesting thing. it would be a yeah. picture of a, a well-dressed guy in a coffee shop looking at his phone, but also looking out the window. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. You're like, and it's like, and the comment, yes. is, the joke to make fun of them is, take a pic of me looking out the window. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think about it all the time because a lot of our business takes place, you know, in in the realm of Instagram. And when I mean business, I mean, you know, connecting with golfers that are like, you know, want to be involved in what we do, is traveling or whatever. Right. And so we do like, you know, we make fun of that as well, obviously. Yeah. So on the, on the just a little bit more about you know this wonderful like you know collaborative experience you took part in. I'm curious to know if, um, you know, when, when I think of comedy, right, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. And I, I know that, I guess I, guess I kind of want to just talk about, like, how 
a, a couple different things that I'm thinking about. One is I've met people who are not necessarily intelligent, right? But they are hilarious. And I'm curious to know how do you define the intelligence of comedy? Like, cause, cause I believe on some level you have to be really, really, really smart to be funny. Yes. But, you, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What, what does it take to be funny? Well, I mean, I can't answer that question, but I do know that I, I think that you can be funny unintentionally. <laughs> That's and, funny. And be, <laughs> you can be funny unintentionally and not be very smart. But I think that, I mean, look, I, I mean, I don't know if this exactly relates, but, you know, I played a character for a long time that was not very smart. <laughs> I feel like I am at least smarter than he was. I'll put it that way. I'm not going to claim I'm a genius. But I think that you, in order to... I think it was potentially one of the harder roles to play because you do have to understand. I'm trying to be accurate. I'm not trying to like think of the right answer. I, I think that you I think you have to understand the construction of why something is funny and then be able to deliver it with no memory of the construction. Does that make sense? Well, so, I was going to ask you about that. Like, like how, do, like a scripted joke. How do you make that funny? Because you already know the punchline. You already know what's happening. Well, that's where I would say that being a trained actor is important, right? So, like you, um, you know, I went to school to 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 learn because this was interesting to me and to learn and took like a graduate level course that was called comedy right <laughs> by this professor who was not funny at all really no, nothing funny about him but i mean going back like over history and and really discussing and dissecting why these great works of theater literature we're you know, and I'm talking about Moliere and Shakespeare. We're going deep here for a golf podcast, but, but, but why they were funny and what they were doing that was new and different, right? So if you take that to our show, I think that you, by, by changing the rules, which you're saying now people are more used to, but by changing the rules and saying there is a person who is filming us. And finding the reason that that exists, which to me again is important, right? So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, dismiss Modern Family. I think that they're it's a hilarious show, but the construction behind why there's a camera crew there makes no sense. Right. They're interviewed at times, and then at times there is no acknowledgement that there's a camera there. Yeah, that's interesting. And if there is a camera there. Why is it? Why is it following them? Have you asked them? No, they don't care what I. They're very <laughs> successful. They I don't know fine. if you've heard. They're doing. They're fine. very. They're very fine. But my point about that is, <laughs> is that they use. They found something that was funny, and the idea to talk to a camera either through the office or you know any of the other shows that you know Larry Sanders show or whatever that that used it at least somewhat, and used that as a joke because that in and of itself was a joke. We found the the construction behind it which was like okay, 
flimsy. Don't get me wrong. There's a documentary crew following a paper company. For 10 years. For, for 10 years. <laughs> yes. And, but, what, but what does that mean? And then where does the camera crew have to hide? And you find, you know, some of the, to me, my favorite moments throughout the history of the show. And I'm talking like hours. Production stops hours of conversation. Like, well, where is the camera? Where's the camera and who? So like Jim and Pam's first kiss that's, right. that happens in an office. Would they kiss if the camera was there? Of course not. No. So how is the camera there hidden? Fine. And so, oh, are those slats too wide so we can't see the kiss? But we need to make sure that the audience knows that it's hidden behind here so that that is a secret that they believe still is between the two of them and that no one else is included in. I'm going way off topic no, but here. That, but dude, that's why the show is getting more and more popular now is because people are getting smarter as viewers and they still believe it. Yes, they because it's it. true. Because whether you like the decision or not, there was always a decision made. So I you know, directed this episode and it was very complicated because um, it, it, it was... Uh, the episode, I'm not going to remember the name of the one I'm talking about, but um, that took uh, some of the office workers have gone to Florida. They're in a hotel room, and there's this whole thing between a new worker there and, and, and Jenna. Uh, Pam is back at the office, and there's this thing with Jim, this like pseudo sexual thing happening that's happening in a hotel room. Now, there were two windows in this hotel room to film this from the outside of this hotel room. And it was very difficult to find the proper camera angles from the window to film the action that was happening in or around the bed, but we couldn't bring the cameras inside. No. Because if the cameras are inside and Jim sees that the cameras are inside, then Jim would say, goodbye, I'm out, right? So he has to believe that he's alone. So like finding excuses for the, you know, Dwight comes in at one point and we go, oh, well, when Dwight comes in, then the camera can come in behind him because now Dwight's not alone and now the camera's going to be inside. But everything was a decision that was, that was made. And then going back to the comedy discussion that you're happening, the, the, the ability to give that look that, you know, somebody says something that isn't funny. Someone tells a joke that isn't funny. That's racist. That's homophobic. That's whatever. You don't laugh at that. But what you laugh at is Jim or me or whoever suddenly looking at the camera saying, did you just hear that? Right. So that sort of level um, of comedy, that, that you know, I had an old director that called it off the beat. The comedy doesn't exist on the beat. It's always off the beat. Interesting. Yes. Now, that that theory is sort of flimsy when you do the bum bum ching because then there is a rhythm there. But most of the time, true comedy and certainly the office comedy exists off of the beat, off of what you expect. The funnier laugh, you might laugh at what somebody says, but the funnier laugh is always in somebody's response to what that thing was. That's so interesting. You know, I I um not to make this about me, but I but I, if we were having a normal conversation, I would say this. So I'll say it anyway because we're on. A, Please. My fucking podcast. Yes. Um, you know, I came to hosting without knowing anything. Right. I, I was a filmmaker. And they were like, do you want to host a show? And I was like, sure. And got into 
interviewing people and going into these weird scenarios. I don't know if you saw Adventures in Golf. Yeah. We go into the wild places. And and I was told by a person, a mentor of mine whom I truly respect, another host, and he was he said to me something like, dude, your ability to hear something crazy and not make fun of them, but also let the audience know that it is crazy to you yes. as well, that is the gold. And I was like, I didn't... It just sort of happened, and I don't know why. And I guess what I'm trying to understand from you is when we – that's a really interesting insight. And I guess what I'm looking at is like what, what – for me, because comedy isn't scripted, right? For me, I'm just going out there, and I'm just playing golf with people, and, and I don't even understand a lot of it. And I guess as I work on this podcast now for a while, my, the greatest thing for me is to learn from people who know a lot. I don't know about that. I, I, what you're saying I think is – a is a huge gift that you have, but I, I don't, I don't know that I've tried to sort of deconstruct in, in quite that way. Um, what, what is funny? I don't know that I have any more answers than you do, but I do think you have to be smart because I do think you, that, that the funniest is when you understand the construction of the joke and then can deliver with no memory of the construction that you've done. Right. That I know I do. I believe that. So, um, you, uh, well, let's see you, what, what do people not know about Brian? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I feel like everything, I feel like everybody knows everything now. It's, do you really? it's, I, yeah, do you just I'm live in public? Is it, I do. Yeah. I mean, really. Hey, I Kevin. Don't, don't complain. Oh, yeah. Thumbs yeah. up, right? I mean, what do you... Yeah, yeah. It's, but they don't know That's Brian. what I mean. No, no. But I do... I mean, I know a lot of times they'll spot me and use their phone to get my name. I get a lot of Brian's now. Um, do you wish they just said Kevin at that point? <laughs> just, no. Just take it easy. No. I had this... I had a long conversation with somebody recently about the, like... Because if you spend some any amount of time with me, there there become there becomes a certain way of approaching that is great, right? And some that are just that is just awful, awkward. Oh, just it's like you're in like, the office again. Well, here's here's <laughs> here's the one I was discussing. Here's my my favorite least favorite is, hey, you know, approach. We're sitting somewhere yeah. at a bar having a cocktail or um, having lunch and someone comes up and says interrupts and says hey did anyone ever tell you you look like the guy from the office <laughs> there's no real answer to that yes yes I've heard that <laughs> no I've never heard that I and mean, that would be a lie but yeah but there's some weird, like... That is a weird question. It's a weird... And it's a lot, man. I mean, I'm telling you a lot. Really? Did anyone ever tell you you look like Kevin from The Office? Yes. Do you think they're saying yes. that... Do, do you think what they're trying to say is, I'm too afraid to ask you if you are? Yes. Because I because I finally called somebody out... <laughs> you did? ...very recently, and I said, well, their question... They, they started like this. They started like this. <laughs> hey... Can I ask you a question? Oh, geez. And I said, sure, but make sure that you really need 
to ask me the question that you're going to ask me. That's good. You knew exactly and what And they coming. stopped and said, what are you drinking there? It looks good. No. And I said, yes, I did. And then I laughed. And then I, I laughed. I laughed really hard because I thought that was <laughs> clever. Yeah. And then I turned around. And then I tried to get out of him. I was like, so what is that? And I think it's, yeah, I think that it's, I mean, you live in LA, you have fancy dancy friends and, you know, so there's becomes like a familiarity, I think with some people, I mean, a lot is traveling and, or, you know, down, down South uh, LA, it's, it's obviously, it, it just happens less, I think because people are more, yeah you know, just more accustomed to seeing people. But I, I, I think for me, specific, well, there's two things for me specific. I don't go anywhere without wearing a hat. I'm not wearing a hat right now. It's, right, it's sitting right there, but I don't go anywhere without We're wearing a hat. We're indoors. Yeah. It's but, an incognito thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just trying to. But the problem with me is I look distinctive. And rain. I think the two of us, right. there's not there's not a whole lot we can do. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. But I, it's, I, I think what it is is that people because you hear I hear this all the time that they go to bed watching the the office I hear that all the time yeah I guess I so have. I think I think it's like they're in their underwear <laughs> right they're in their bed clothes they're in bed maybe with someone else right and they're watching me right on television night after night and so in a way I am in bed with them. Yeah. Like there becomes an intimacy and there's a, I know him. Yeah. And, and so that makes me approachable as opposed to, and I don't know why I always give this example because <laughs> whatever, but I don't, I don't know if it's relevant anymore, but like Tom Cruise. Sure. Tom Cruise is not. Tom Cruise is 90 feet tall on a screen in, you know, in a movie theater where you're out and you're not in your house in your underwear in your bed watching. Yeah. So I think that there's like an unapproachability thing about that. Yeah. Whereas television, our specific kind of show in television, there becomes like an intimacy, like people know me. Well, also you're, you're in your show, it's casually shot and you're playing a normal person. Yes. You have a normal job. Yes. And yes. on what was your salary? And you know, on on the office, like, like how much did Kevin make? I, was like, I don't know. I don't I'm know. curious. It, they, don't there must know. be a number there somewhere. Probably. I, I don't 28 remember. Twenty eight grand, maybe thirty two. Maybe. Um, but you know, so but but really though, what what do people not know about Brian? Like like what what are people surprised when they when they do find out about you? And it's not it can't be golf. It's not something. Um. Well, well, okay. I'll then I'll skip by that one fast. They don't know that I'm an athlete. That's unexpected. Um, I, the, I say I would say the biggest thing that people don't know about me is the most obvious uh, first encounter thing, which is that I don't talk the way that they expect me to talk. Right. That's huge. Yeah. Um, and you'll see, I will see someone's eyes glaze over. As I'm talking and go, they're not listening at all. They're thinking, right? I'm Whoa. thinking, they're like, they are, all they're thinking is how he's talking <laughs> totally not how I think that he's, they're so he's talking. They're very confused. Dude, yes. that's got to be psycho. Yeah. If I'm in a meeting, if I like, if I have a meeting, that is become that's become a joke of mine is that I'll start the meeting, I'll go, like, you know, especially if I'm talking a lot, like a minute, minute and a half, and then I'll be like, all right, we're going to start over. Okay, so now you guys are aware that I don't talk 
uh, this is how I talk. So you quit. And they, like a hundred percent of the time, everybody laughs because they're, they're clearly just thinking, but they're not hearing what I'm saying. So it's like, all right, let's back up. Yeah. You know, I sort of build it in as a, as a, as a, as a, joke now because it's it's like so it's there. so funny because we met a, a couple weeks ago at pxg we were yes. at that we were at bob's yep. hq over there and we just met briefly like it was yes. like a hi how are you uh and then but it was funny because sitting here down to talk and i was like okay all right <laughs> i was he's not like this on the show <laughs> no i know <laughs> what character is he playing now <laughs> who is this guy no but i mean that, that's got to be psycho in some ways like because they're literally because i mean for me i just do myself Yes. Hey, I'm I do too now. Now, well, yeah. Now, sure. yeah. But again, that I mean, p- part of that going going back is just about that's what I knew. Like I came from theater. Right. I didn't do, you know. I mean, this is a terrible example, but like you know, John Krasinski is not any different really than Jim. Exactly. Like he. I mean, that's 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 who he is. And I was like, oh, I saw the character description. I was like, oh, well, we need to build this. This is going to build this character. And I had movement training. So it's yes. about the way the way that I stood, the way that my jaw is, the way, like, it was all yeah. about, the character description was the only thing, the, sorry, the only thing remarkable about Kevin is that he is remarkably unremarkable. That was it. Yeah. And so I went, okay, well, like, what is that? What does that look like? Whoa. What is that? Like, how is that? How, how is that in terms of the way that he moves the way that he, yeah. That's a feat, dude. You, you fooled the world for 10 years. <laughs> you really did. And so what you and rain probably are the most affected characters on the show. I mean, he is super weird rain. In, in oh, real no. life. Oh yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he's super weird, but yeah, no, he's, it's definitely, there's, there's something there. I mean, he he's so, he's so great. Yeah, he's um, good. What uh, what inspires you? Um, what inspires? What I love, like when I feel something deep inside, has to do with the combination of. And it's not even like I'm a super religious person, so it's not it's not that. But it's the so when I say God here, I mean it more generally. But it's it's God's creation matched with man's creation. So that's why to me, um, and I'm not intentionally bringing it back about golf, but maybe that's what's in my head about what what inspires me when I'm what I love and what I get a visceral, positive, almost spiritual feeling when I am somewhere on a place in this earth that is geographically beautiful and man has come in and done something there that to me makes it even better. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think we should go play golf. All right. Let's go play. Is there anything else you want to add? Any questions for me? That's a throwaway line at the end, usually. I really? offer that. Yeah, just questions for me. <laughs> like, it's like, how to, really? what, a, what a silly interviewer to what? ask if you have any questions for me. Like, who is the most interesting person that you have ever interviewed? In, in my life? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be one of the two interviews, the first two interviews I ever did okay. in, in golf. And it would be, they're both, they're both available to be watched, actually. But, 
it one guy was a golfer who um wouldn't fit under anybody's stereotype of a golfer and you know and the other was a driving range attendant who had quote never played but they both had swings and and they just loved the game of golf and and in a very uncanny way understood the game of golf spoke freely about it had no media training they were literally one was a local 600 uh and you know uh, um worked on films yeah you know? And the other was uh, was the driving range attendant, and and those they 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 were you you it would be your life's work to recreate them. Do you know what I mean? Like you it would be you, you awesome. Would, you would look at them and you would be like, wow, you can't do that better than they did it. Okay, character, I love that speech, language, embodiment, and you know you, I think about them and I just it, it makes me almost like sad that I haven't seen them in years or whatever. You know, right. I feel like that's the documentarian answer. You know what I mean? Sure, there are other people. I mean, geez, who the most... I mean, that's a tough question. You know, John O'Hurley was actually a really good interview on this podcast. Really? Yeah, he's a wild. Have you hung out with him? I know John, yeah. He's out there, man. He he's, is... Yeah. He's on a different planet. Yeah. And I was not ready for it. <laughs> I was ready for whatever I could conceive of Mr. Peterman. Right. Right. Um, the story of his uh, engagement at Pebble Beach was fascinating. I don't know if you heard this story. Mm -hmm. So anyway, wow, that was out there. All right. Um, writers are usually very good, right? Because they can edit, right? Themselves self edit. Yeah, yeah. I should be better at that. No, not at all. What are you talking about? You're great. There's there's two there's two types of bad podcast interviews. Ones where they don't talk, and ones where they don't stop talking. Right. It's it's the fine. It's in between. Right. Interesting. We're, we're I'm gonna go into, listen to those. We're first delving too. into the art. Oh, the John O'Hurley one's sick. No, I'm gonna. I'm talking about the other ones. Oh, oh, the uh, uh, Mike Mega and um, and uh, Tim. Okay. I don't know his last name. Mike Mega and Tim. Yeah, all I'll right. send. I'll send you the links. They're all on right. YouTube. I'll send them to you. Perfect. So, um, all right. Well, we'll put your uh, link to your Instagram. You're very active on Instagram. What, what do you do more? God, Twitter. No, or Instagram? I'm terrible. What do you do more? No, of? I'm terrible. Are you, you good mean? at it? Are you good at it? I enjoy it, so I think I'm good at it. Okay. I good. really enjoy it. Good for you. I oh, like I can't. Oh, I, I do don't. Mean? Why don't you like it? I love I mean, I love people. You want me to manage your Instagram? Oh my God. You'd be <laughs> no, but I'm I can't do it. I'm protective of it. What do you mean? What do you mean you're protective? Of your privacy? No. Well, yes. Yes. But also, um, I don't I I can't let anyone run it because I feel like I have a unique voice, well, it's whether it's personal. good or bad. It's mine, and I feel like it. I don't. I hate inauthenticity. Is that a word? Yes. I hate not being authentic. So even as I have to post things that are not a hundred percent like, not that they're not authentic, but not necessarily fun or funny. Mm. I still want to try to find something in my voice about that. Um, yeah. No, I, I posted like 350 times. I see people and they posted thousands. I'm, a, I'm like above a thousand. Are you? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've, now, I've now realized I have multiple buckets of things to post, right? Right. One is like a swing video. The other is like a super cut of a video that we just posted on YouTube of our travels. Yeah, that's good. The other is like a sick photo of us playing golf in a cool location with like a long comment about why we're alive and what we're going to do with our short life. That's I good. Really that's just important. Boiled, I boiled that down into like a really sinister thing. I know. But that's what it is. I mean, you know, it's like I get it. Like, I, and I, and 
to, to make it think that it doesn't matter to me is you, you read what I said wrong. You know, if you're listening and you're like, oh, whatever. It's, it's everything in some sense is formulaic, just like filmmaking, but that doesn't mean it's not an art form. So, you know, we always look for, like you said, what's authentic in that moment. And sometimes there's nothing to say. And so then I just put it down. Right. No, that's good. I like that. I like that. I, I, but I am, I am also really bad at, I don't do it naturally. Mm. I don't know if that's because even though I feel young and I appeal young, <laughs> I feel and appeal young. Oh, by the way, this is all just coming to me. That's a recipe for someone who's going to jail. <laughs> I don't, oh my God. No, I did not intend that. Um, I don't, the first thing I don't, I don't, the first thing I think of is not picking up my phone. Right. I it may just, that truly may be an age Just thing. generational. Yeah. I'm like solidly in between uh, X and millennial. Right. I'm like, I'm like millennial adjacent, I think is what they're called. I don't know what I am. <laughs> I'm way younger than you probably think You're X. I am. You're X. But How old are you? I'm X. What are you? What are, oh. I'm definitely not going to tell you that. You're not tell me. Fuck you. Are you kidding me? I can me? Google it in like eight seconds. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But it might be wrong there. Someone tell me how old Brian is. Yeah, no, yeah. no one's in the room. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, we're at the Bridges. This place is beautiful. If you're listening at home, we are in a, we're in like a medieval chamber. We are. Yes. Check it out so on if YouTube. You, if you, yeah, if you, <laughs> if you disappoint me, you'll <laughs> stay here. Um, no, we can. So we'll go. We'll go play some golf. Okay, let's do that. And uh, we're gonna play for something. Yo, yeah. Is it raining? It's drizzling. It's drizzling. Uh-oh. Looks pretty wet. Should oh, we just we'll keep see. going? Should we just go for the two-hour pod? <laughs> you know, one of the longest podcasts I ever did was with someone you did a podcast with, Michael Collins. Oh, really? Love Michael Collins. Yeah, he's a good guy. What Mine thing? was short with him. Was it really? Well, I think we. Were, I think I was like teeing off, and like we did it at the American Century. Yeah, that was like it was. I thought it was like thirty minutes at least. It no? might have been, but it, yeah. Well, maybe it went by faster because he's more intelligent than me. <laughs> <laughs> he's had a long career of interviewing, comedy career. Yes, yes. He's one of my favorites on tour because he does what very few people do, and it's sad. He makes me feel welcome. Really? Yeah. And people don't. Golf golf industry can be a weird place. Yes. You know, for someone like me who's coming in, I look different, I sound different, I'm going to talk about different things. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not like, oh, come on in. Here's your chair. They're kind of like, who are you? Who invited you? Are you sure you're in the right tent? Right. Uh, You know, whatever. Interesting. So I was just at, well, so this is, yeah. I mean, I can can relate. I will just relate to this story because it just happened last Friday. I went to Riviera and I was there with some friends who were, I don't even know what this means, but like honorary tea walkers or tea something. Uh, sign bearer? No. no, they just were, they, but they were on, they got introduced. I'm not going to talk about who it was, but um, they, they got introduced. Um, they're not famous people um, by looking at them. Um, uh, husband and wife, they got introduced and I was with them and, um, and so I was walking, and it was raining, and I had my umbrella over her, uh, his wife's head. And this guy comes over, and it's like, "Hey, Kevin, you come in here too." <laughs> so we're walking with Rory Tiger and Justin Thomas, and suddenly I'm there on the tee box, full on on the tee box, um, inside the ropes, 
And this guy lets me in. And they tee off, and everybody starts walking. Because he's the, these people, they're like on, they're walking with them. This, this is whole in competition. Crowd. In competition on Friday is, at Riviera. crazy. And uh, they teed off on 10. And so I start walking with them. No. And Tiger's policeman, very nice guy, if you happen to be listening, he starts to, we're just chatting. He's like, oh my God, dude, we're such big fans. It's so great. Can I take, we t- I take a picture with him. With the cop. This is the cop. Yes, he's got the gun. He's got the full uniform. He's there. Yeah, three at Riviera. And that was said, a lot. That was yes. More usual. And he said like, you know, oh yeah, we're just following a couple of the groups. And, um, and I'm talking to him and then there is some officious uh, guy, golf guy, who I mean I'm I'm by the way I'm not in the middle of things and I'm not walking you know holding Tiger's hand I'm by the row I'm doing what I you know I'm just walking with the cop yeah. comes over and is like are you the honorary uh, walking person for this group <laughs> walking person. and I'm like uh, n- no that guy just told me to come inside the ropes and I'm you know I'm here and I'm they're friends and the cop was like oh yeah no he's fine I'll, he'll be with me and the guy's like. If you're not, do you not have the honorary badge for the walking? You need to be outside the rope, sir. I was like, okay, I was, I'm just doing, people were being nice and now I'm being confronted by you. I do, you know, like I had done something wrong. People invited me in. I'm talking to the cop. We're all good. Everyone's fine. I'm not going to, you know, say something bad. Right. Yeah. yeah, I get you. Trying to get in there. No, I wasn't doing anything. Right. I was just there. It is a weird spot. The, the 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 golf is an unusual spectator sport. It very, it's difficult. It's tough. It's very and tough. there's volunteers everywhere who work one week a year. And my my the tough part on my end is, you get a lanyard that's got all these letters on it. Like you, I don't know what they mean. There's so many letters. Yes, you get to know them over time. P is uh, practice. C is clubhouse. M is media. And then there's others. And then there's like parking passes. And it's like each thing is its own like uh mordor you know where you've got to like conquer yes it's and and you know and just the the volunteers are like their main job is to make sure that you have the thing yeah and and um they're willing to err on the side of uh you know they're they're, they'd rather be wrong and keep you out yes makes sense totally but, but at the same time you're just like i need to get over there and they're like you will not pass. Oh, it's crazy. It's tough. I know. Well, see, what happens to me is exactly like that situation. Is if I walk with purpose, the 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 this. Yeah. I assume that I have the proper thing, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So I will walk in and then be horrified that something is going to happen, like what happened. On ten green at Riviera, <laughs> maybe on TV, which is yeah, which <laughs> is some, which is so yeah, which is someone going like, mm, you need to get out of here. Frank Nabilo is like, why is Kevin on the <laughs> fairway? <laughs> oh, they, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I have heard a lot of it is just walking with purpose. You can get a lot of places. Did, I know. You, did you hear about the guys that snuck into the Oscars? No, they dressed up as um, they they both wore tuxes. And pushed a dumpster around in the back and walked in, and they and they just this was year this is a few years ago, but um, I just oh. those simpler times, man. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. No, not for sure. Let's go try and play. All right, let's go play. All right, uh, thanks All right. for listening, everybody, and tune in tomorrow. I think we're gonna edit this video and we'll put it up. Uh, you know, just agree.
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I thought it He's wasn't like, edited. How are you going to do this? You tomorrow? said it wasn't. No, edited. we're going to we're going to make a video of us playing golf. Oh, are you into that? Yeah. Do you want to be? I mean, I mean, what's the stakes again? We should find the stakes out right now. Watch. No. Okay. I can't. I mean, I, I gotta okay. I gotta get a closer look at yours before I wager. <laughs> yeah, you. See, but the thing is, I like, we're, we're gonna have to table this discussion. Okay. <laughs> We're going to play for something. We're going to play for something. Yeah. You say that really sinister. Okay. <laughs> We're going to play for something. <laughs> All right. Thanks for All listening, right. everybody. Thanks for, uh, for your... Because, because, yeah. Thank oh, you for your time. Mm, yeah. Soon, soon. <laughs>